while writing this, I am checking in on the live updates from the tragic fire that has consumed much of the Cathedral of Notre Dame. The news updates are carrying the heart-wrenching images of a fallen 800-year-old structure which carries symbolism and tradition for so many people in the Catholic tradition. Even those outside of the Catholic tradition have flocked to the cathedral to admire its history and its artistry. The world has been drawn to this place of tradition. Tradition entices us in general. In fact, one of the interesting quirks of my own generation is our attraction to cultural stories, customs, and rituals from long ago. There's hardly a week that goes by that I'm not engaged in some conversation with others of my own generation who are eager to journey through spiritual pathways and traditions which emerged long before us. For example, a few days from now, a half dozen young couples from Central are going to gather at the home of Rob and Emily Norrie to participate in a traditional Seder meal. This is one of the basic elements of the ancient Jewish Passover. At the center of that meal will be a cooked lamb, the animal which God had commanded his people to slaughter and eat long ago in the first Passover of Egypt. Millennia later, Jesus not only took part in the tradition of the Jewish feast, but also brought fulfillment to it by becoming the Lamb of God who took away the sin of the world. The image of Jesus becoming a sacrifice is a central theme in the New Testament. Today, the language of religious sacrifice is almost completely foreign to us. For the Jewish nation of Jesus' day, the practice of slaughtering animals and burning sacrifices to their God was familiar and customary. We must remember this. The life of Jesus was set within the traditions and the customs of the Jewish nation. Likewise, his death is best understood against the backdrop of the Jewish religion in which sacrifices, like those of the Passover feast, held a central place. It's fair to say that Christianity was actually founded on an altar, that is the cross, on which the Lamb of God was killed. Jesus had been likened to a lamb from the very moment of his birth. Shepherds were the first to hear of his coming and visited the newborn baby in Bethlehem. Thirty years later, Jesus entered public ministry while a man named John proclaimed this about him. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John 1 verse 29. Now Jesus was dying in the city of Jerusalem at the time of the Passover celebration. Countless lambs were being slaughtered in the city as pilgrims from all across the empire came for the festival. It's likely that as Jesus died, the sound of dying lambs could be heard in the background. Onlookers to Jesus' death may not have realized that the Lamb of God hung dying before them. As the day of Jesus' crucifixion wore on, some religious leaders decided that he should be removed from the cross. It would be best to keep such a 
horrific sight from the Passover guests flocking through Jerusalem. So they went out to the cross of Jesus. They planned to break his legs to accelerate the dying process. When they arrived, he had already died. Not one of his bones would be broken. This is a minute detail, perhaps, but a meaningful image when compared with the traditions of the Passover lamb. In Exodus 12, we read, When killing and preparing the Passover lamb, you are not to break any of its bones. It should strike us that these religious leaders had just come from a place of sacrifice and slaughter. In the temple, unblemished, unbroken lambs had the hands of guilty men laid on them while prayers were recited as a sort of exchange. The innocent taking the place of the guilty. The death of the lamb taking the place of the death of the sinner. Now Jesus hung on the cross dying. The unblemished and unbroken image of God who had violent hands laid on him and a violent death embracing him. It's clear that many of those who saw Jesus dead on the cross did not see the image that I pray you now have the eyes to see. That on the cross was Jesus, the Lamb of God. What happened to him should have happened to you and me. And in his death, he was taking away the sins of the world. When we see this, we can enter into the chorus of praise that is forever being sung around the throne of God. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. To you be praise and glory and power forever and ever. Revelation 5, verse 12 and 13. Let's pray. Jesus, you were slaughtered like a lamb, and by your blood you ransomed for God. Saints from every tribe and language and people and nation, you have made us to be a kingdom of priests serving our God, and we will reign with you on earth. You are worthy to receive power and glory and wisdom and might and honor and blessing. Amen. This prayer was taken from Selections in Revelation 5.